0: So for listeners of the podcast, they'll know that we speak about human-centered design, obviously, and service design quite a lot. People who are looking to get into work and opportunities that are more aligned to the values of this podcast, like sustainability and life-centered design, what are the critical skills that you feel designers need to have? And what are you seeing amongst emerging talent Mm. in terms of the gaps?
1: I love this question. <laughs> I think this is the most critical question like nowadays, because I do coach a lot. Since five years, I coach a lot designers in a different moment, but also managers and CEO and board members of a company. So I can have a little bit intake also on that. But for people who as me work or want to start working with the sustainability, the biggest skill that I can Propose or suggest is a critical thinking because, especially with sustainability, depending where you live and what is the approach to this, economical approach to and business approach to sustainability, designers as I am, I was facing a lot of, you know, like, oh, sustainability, no, this is too hard, it's going to cost us.
0: Hello and welcome to Bringing Design Closer. On this is CD. My name is Gerry Scullion, and the founder of this is CD. I'm a designer, educator, design coach, and podcaster. Obviously, based in the wonderful city of Dublin, Ireland. Now our goal here is to have conversations that inspire and help move the dive forward for organizations to become more human-centered in their approach to solving complex business and societal problems. In this conversation, I caught up with Hustina Turek, founder of many businesses and based in Sweden. Hustina works most often with Next Agents and Change Pilots in Poland, and we speak about the work that they've been focused on for over a decade, and that's sustainability, sustainability and design. I wanted to explore how they got into it, as I know there are many people out there that I'm coaching currently who are really interested in this space, but maybe feel unsure about how to work more in this space. We all know that the crisis that we face globally with global warming, so aligning to earth-centered design principles is probably not a massive leap for most of us. But how do you get started? Let's jump straight into it i am delighted to have you here in the podcast and this is hcd and mm-hmm. um, we've been messaging back and forth for a couple of weeks i'm um, uh, excited to have you here but maybe for our listeners let's start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from
1: perfect thank you so much for the invitation um i'm originally was bar- born uh, and raised in poland but i've been moving and traveling for different places so it's really hard to define myself like a hundred percent polish person mm-hmm. uh but recently since half year or even a little bit more i moved to sweden so i'm trying to become a swedish person now
0: very good um so what was it about sweden that attracted you
1: mm-hmm. mm. That's a nice question. Um, I think at this moment of my needs and time in my life, I really want to have a, s- a system that is really well organized and, mm-hmm. and some kind of order. Uh, and that's what, you know, I get from uh, Sweden. That's my vibe that I'm reading that is here. And it's actually from a perspective of services and the system when I'm here, when I'm here, like experiencing that, it's what I thought it's going to be so everything is really nicely nicely designed let's put it that way especially services uh but the bigger part of that is the nature i just love snow i just love <laughs> here like you know beautiful nature so um i'm really feeling really good right now here
0: i'm very good when you finished university in poland um mm-hmm. you traveled quite a bit you went to you know paris and new york and stuff what, yeah. what were you searching for during those stages
1: ah that's a nice question um so i finished i was i was studying glass design so i was studying art that's my profession my last my my, the Mm -hmm. other part of my life that's my profession but uh, being a designer as an artist especially it's everything that you're pushing things from your ego and i was quite tired of that i wanted to change the Mm -hmm. narrative because i was i start kind of questioning myself my art why why i'm doing that who is using that you know just typical designer questions mm. who is on the other side of the of this part so i decided just to to stop everything uh, meaning that i stopped my art career and i decided to just to travel and just to get uh, practical knowledge about uh, being a designer about services about the product like all the process that go be- before you actually got to design something And that, Mm. you know, this feeling gets me to to Paris, to France, to be there for a little bit for two years, I guess. that was something around that one. Then I moved to New York for some time, also was really close to the design scene, to like being really in the middle of the action. uh, Where Mm. can I, you know, really get the experience from the people who are doing that every day? So I kind of uh, was against the, the the knowledge let's put it that way like the theory. <laughs> I was like mm. no more theory about design I want to do and I want to do it was like you know idea what if like person. that was this really like hot hot spot for for design uh, that was like 10 years ago I guess 11 years ago I guess maybe in New York yeah.
0: Okay. So you mentioned there like the the deep craving for the doing for actually mm getting your hands mm. dirty, you've got a number of businesses that you're involved in, mm. Change Pilots in Poland, um, Next Agents as well. Um What's the the sort of understanding of having so many different channels mm. for delivering work? Um, what's driving that?
1: Mm. So for me, how my brain works, my brain works the best um, when I have the things to keep me occupied, meaning that I have ideas i can explore certain topics and i can deliver them and mm-hmm. next uh, change pilots first that was a company that i established with my partner business partner hendrik Stavitsky. it was like 10 years ago so it was totally different how we start the business and now with the next agents here in sweden it's like kind of continuation of what we what we were just exploring
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: be honest like being a designer you always overlapping projects you always overlapping ideas businesses organizations that you work with it's like ongoing work and for me it just keep me alive it's keep yeah. my brain flexible and it's keep me uh being up to date so for example with next agents we do the sustainability as innovation strategy so we are really deep on this topic with the yeah. change p- pilots we do a lot on um on changes when company are going through changes, like with this moment, with the product and services, are also connected with sustainability. But it's a different uh, intensity depending on which project. Um, so yes, you can, we, can, we can do this, you can do this as a designer, but what is really needed and important, and I'm not saying that, oh, t- fake it till you make it, or you're gonna do this, just push it. You need to really have a good motivation and habits and I'm quite good with the, I'm a sport person. So whatever I do in the sport, I have the training, you know, like the follow up. I also have the same rules and schedule when I work. So that's how I can, you know, manage to, to do a couple of sports at the same time and do a couple yeah. of business at the same time.
0: Very good. Well, you're you're doing an awful lot. Like, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. When you look at your LinkedIn, profile, I have to scroll a couple of times to see a business that you're not working with at the moment. <laughs> good. The, the bits that I see that you're, you know, kind yeah. of the, the common thread between all of them seems to be the human-centered perspective and the life-centered yeah. perspective around sustainability. Walk me through um, the journey from how you got to this point in your life, not your career, but Mm. your life. Like what, what is it that's, um, Mm. giving you the purpose to, to drive in that direction?
1: That's a really beautiful question. And, um, we can go back to this moment when I decided I want to, I don't want to push from my ego what I do. I want to observe. I want to know people. I want to get more involved in this process. um, Mm -hmm and i think that was this moment 10 15 years ago that i knew what, what i don't want to do in life i don't want to i don't want to get from the ego perspective all the time so for me being connected to the human center planning center like like really being close to this topic is every time to try to think that it's not about me and it's the mm-hmm. most beautiful lesson that you can do every day as a designer yeah open the topic up, be with the client or like work on something. It's not about me. I do things for something else. I do things for environment. I do for people, for society, et cetera. And during this path of 15 years as a designer, I get so many moments, so many projects that I can just, you know, flourish in this topic. I could really get deep on that and and try Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, try to carry on my vision. But what I think it's, help me what helps me to be the way how I am as a designer it's also my own personal value um because we without this you know it's like practice what you preach how can I Mm -hmm. talk about human-centered design nature-centered design like like you know all of the sustainability stuff without actually feeling it as a user as a first user um so obviously the diet (laughs) obviously the sport obviously the way of living I've been living in really weird places and really weird uh, construction, like, you know, like natural castle building construction. <laughs> like, like you know, I used to live in a castle. It's a true story. I used okay. to live in a castle in France
0: for yes. nine months.
1: Uh, I was baby, babysitting the castle. Amazing story. But I was living in a yurt, you know, like this Mongolian yurt for three years. Wow. So my, my own life is the inspiration for me like how i can decide you know how i want to live what are the sustainable choices of, of living castle is not sustainable but i needed to experience that like okay this yeah. is i don't want that for example uh with the yurt for example like what are the other way of like having a house uh, you know like uh, making uh, you know make it warm like food water and etc and you know the same with the with the sport with the living way like what I'm buying, what I'm not buying, how I'm traveling. So I've been traveling a lot for the last 15 years, but every every year I'm making decisions and I'm cutting the travels, obviously, because I don't want to travel so much by plane, obviously. So this allows me, when I talk with my clients, when I work in design, to have this argument that is possible or to feel like, okay, I have a right to say to the others that we can change. Uh, so i need to have this connection and i think this is the fuel that actually keep me going as a designer
0: okay so so what are the bits in your own life that you feel like you need to change that might mm. other listeners might might kind of benefit from
1: uh the things that i need to change in my life or i think i need to change in my mm. life yeah Ah, oh, for sure for sure internet consumption yeah guilty here i'm not a saint i also get addicted you know netflix is not my friend <laughs> it's like we have a love and hate relationship obviously so i'm not gonna lie that everything is perfect um but to be honest the the focus this is something that i also want to change um uh, because with the time and also as a designer i recently noticed that obviously before i could i could be the employee on the month meaning that I could be focusing on so many things, I could be multitasking. Now I feel with the se- seniority that I'm having that I need to just, I want to maybe focus on less. So it's not actually bringing more stuff, food on a plate. Right now is actually taking out the food that doesn't serve me. And the projects maybe that they're good to close or maybe to give to the other people. So I'm at this moment that I'm trying to change to find a way like what is the perfect combination of the projects and mm. maybe the in- intensity, how i'm involved in the projects because many projects that i used to run i was the main person on the you know like running person like ceo co-founder doing many things at the same time yeah so now this moment is like okay let's have a reflection what is working what is not working if i'm keeping something on my plate then i need to have a really strong argument why uh, so this is the biggest changes I would say from my own personal um, life that is happening as a designer, also.
0: All right. So what is it about um, sustainability and human centered design that aligns to your mm. purpose? Because I'm uh, when we were back and forth there mm-hmm. before, it seems like there's something underpinning that that whole kind of drive to to become more aware. Like where is that mm-hmm. coming from for yourself?
1: Hmm. I'm really so for me the biggest inspiration is the nature when I'm thinking about design and especially mm. sustainability because there is um in my opinion the waste is a human invention and waste doesn't exist in the nature yeah. so my ultimatum is always in the design ask the question is the waste like what is it this design waste or not how can we change it? Is it actually needed? How can we look at the nature and get inspired? So to be honest, is like my sustainability intake is always about reducing, obviously, repurposing and looking at the product, service or concept from a totally new perspective. Like what if this material is not existing? What if we need to change it? What if this can be a service? So I would say that my, my sustainable, sustainability approach is on that, actually, a lot uh, when I'm mm. working. And obviously, the economic aspect, social aspect, environmental aspect is the three things that um, are like, you know, like the starting, the base point, starting point, right. whatever. If I'm working with the client, the same, if I'm working with the other designers, the same, and et cetera. So um, this is the, the approach that I'm having, especially on sustainability.
0: Okay. So for listeners of the podcast, they'll know that uh, we speak about human-centered design, obviously, and service design quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. People who are looking to get into work and opportunities that are more aligned to the values on this podcast, like sustainability and life-centered design, what are the skills, the critical skills that you feel um, designers need to have? Uh, and what are you seeing amongst emerging talent mm-hmm. in terms of the
1: gaps? I love this question. (laughs) I think this is the most critical question like uh, nowadays, because I I do coach a lot. Since five years, I coach a lot designers in a different moment, but also uh, managers and CEO and board members of a company. So I can have a little bit intake also on that. But for, for people who, as me, work or want to start working with the sustainability, the biggest skill that I can propose or suggest is a critical critical thinking because especially with sustainability depending where you live and what is the approach to this economical approach to and business approach to sustainability designers as i am i was facing a lot of uh you know like oh sustainability no this is too hard it's gonna cost us and it's like questioning and uh, for my perspective as a designer it's really hard, it's really important to have this critical um critical, critical thinking approach also to be able to question sustainability with a, with a client to not to take it as a granted and not to tell a client oh this is going to sa- uh, save you everything it's going to save you it's not so let's sit with the client yeah. Let's have a critical thinking and let's decide like, yes, sustainability for this department, no sustainability for that. What does it mean? Because sustainability is so many details. Yeah, so is it's it? Really is it, yeah, product, service, supply chain, logistically, blah, blah, blah. So to be able to, to trust yourself and be confident with yourself, like, okay, I can switch on critical thinking on sustainability. I don't need to take it as a granted, as a beautiful utopian, and then I'm going to You know, try to make my client also believe in that. Be critical. Maybe in some parts, uh, you know, in some industries, sustainability is not the answer. Yet, maybe. Maybe Hmm. it's a beginning part. So I would say trust to yourself, confident to yourself, critical thinking towards sustainability to work with sustainability.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that would be the four. Yeah, that would be the package. Do you (laughs) you
0: have to um, become an expert? in all the news items related to sustainability to be able to have those conversations with with your with your leaders
1: no 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 to be honest with this i mean with sustainability 10 years ago it was easy because there was not so many i mean it was called differently than sustainability Yeah, mm. there was a different i don't remember the term that was a different way of talking about it but okay right now we have so many hyper specialization towards sustainability but to be honest i i as a designer you don't need to get crazy and like oh i need to now know how to you know net zero or like i need to calculate this one i need to know that etc you don't need to like start really slow really general and try to find your niche like oh maybe it's a clean tech then just go for it. Maybe it's a zero waste. Maybe it's a construction industry sustainability. Try to find your your own niche, but you don't need to get all of all of the topics at the same time. I'm not the expert in all sustainability aspects. Um, that would take so much years, and obviously there are like you know details, material resources. So try to eat a little step by step to be honest and the right 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 food like right topics on sustainability
0: so can you give me an example of some of the the projects that you might be involved in that you're happy to talk about and what role mm. do you play in in those kind of projects and what kind of mm, activities mm. did you do
1: oh that's that's lovely so especially on sustainability uh yeah i'm working now more with this kind of, um uh scandinavic market but the recent the most exciting project was about supply chain so service design service blueprint customer journey and it was just so big because there was so uh a huge project a startup on uh, on uh reusing and uh owning not owning the the material the the, the 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 plastic itself so it was so deep that i thought i told my team that i have been working 10 years in sustainability to do this project over limitation of my almost knowledge you know when yeah. you have a final boss in a game you playing the final boss this project was like a final boss for me because i needed to like get to the to some spheres that i never experienced before as a designer um, and it was really hard on on service blueprint because it was so much elements so many changes so many micro things were happening there so for me as a designer it was like you know final boss (laughs) beautiful painting and and also supporting my team because um you know like as as a founder as a project manager as a driving force uh I want to also support my team and I've been doing that a lot like uh, to to have this confidence to tell them that this is the right direction no we need to step we need to talk with the client so <clears throat> quite often i'm also in, uh, i'm also involved and responsible for talking with the client so you know playing a ping pong between my team so they can focus and so they can work and they they can do their magic and then still to me i need to be related to every element and then to be able to talk with the client <laughs> have a session with with the client and then go back to my team and then get it all together meeting so that's my role which is actually like a glue everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I need to also know what exactly is happening in the project because I'm also like responsible for quality. Um, So that was the one of the project that I I think all my team, we needed to take vacation afterwards because it was so demanding.
0: So what are the outcomes that um, the client is looking to achieve and Mm -hmm. how do you help them get there?
1: Hmm. So for the client, especially with sustainability, they want to have a roadmap. And a roadmap in the man like a handbook. And this is quite often what we are supporting them. Like, okay, this is the thing that you as a company you can do. And obviously with sustainability, you need to put a time on it. Like Mm. you can do small things depending on the company. Like so it's really hard to give like a general uh, you need to do this in half year, only one year. No, it's it need to take time. So we're also telling them, you this is optional, this is not optional. This is defined by you, this and your team. So in this kind of recommendation or handbook, we are taking all the elements into consideration, like really the situation of the client, because in the end, this is the success of sustainability as their strategy, how they're going to, do this. How they're gonna prepare? Get prepared. And quite often, um, in the moment when we are working on this, you know, recommendation, the final document. Let's put it that way. I quite often, I'm the person who is talking and preparing the team on the client side, because the biggest mistake is to give a raw uh, report mm. to the company without preparing, talking to the employees that they're gonna actually implement that. So at the same time, I'm calling that mass- massaging. I'm massaging teams. I'm talking with them, like trying to, you know, see where they are, how to prepare them well, do some workshops. And then we have the guidance. We have the recommendation that are really deeply rooted uh, into the c- context of the organization, what they're ready for, or maybe not. And to be honest, some of the companies, they're coming back to us after two, three, five years, and they're saying like, oh, we just opened the second a uh, chapter we just like we just we just did one thing so to be honest it's like really uh, really being learning to be patient mm. uh with the client especially on deliverables because they will never ever will be able to do everything by the book when they receive like in one year okay. it's always taking time
0: Well what are the kind of things that the recommendations um that that are delivered to the clients like what are the things that they Expected or you know are, are you mm. hopeful that they will achieve apart mm. from waste so, reducing waste we re- realize that's one thing but what about the decision making processes around deciding yeah. what gets created and what gets killed?
1: Mm. That's a good question. I would say that I would start that this everything what is I would say eighty percent of of the results or seventy are defined in a briefing moment. What kind of areas we want to tackle? So for example, the company saying, oh, we want to do the production or we do the, we want to do our operational system or maybe supply chain. And then we are like defining, is it big or not? How are we going to work with them? Because sometimes maybe it's a too big topic or if it's like innovation on product or services. Um, so it's up to them. But to be honest, in the end, like when we have the recommendation, 30, 40% are new because we didn't we couldn't assume along the way of like half year project of one year project that we're gonna get something that is exciting maybe for them or maybe something yeah. new but to be honest the results can be everything it can be a new product new campaign new system more agile uh, maybe new supply chain and maybe a change in the value proposition or business model we have like a new strategies for some companies like yeah. like for example some companies they are telling us we want a revolution meaning, how can we, for example, we have this, um, you know, we have this techno- technology park, we have this technology, can we design something new? Can we produce maybe something that we are not producing anymore? Because we don't want to use this um, material or resources anymore. So to be honest, I would say this famous word, it depends. <laughs> it really depends uh, What what is the scope that they want to start with on sustainability but what we are learning we are teaching them to do this step by step not to try to change whole organization and the production and the value and what they're doing and delivering because it's almost impossible to just start small so then employees of the company they can see like oh we did it we actually succeed with this sustainable element and you know Make it then, you know, spread it more on the other, um, other departments or other elements. And this is really crucial because employees, they are the driving forces of sustainability. Organization culture is driving forces for, for sustainability. That's like my experience so far.
0: Well, you're just building on, that. where do you see the voice coming from within the organization for this change? Is it coming mm. from specific uh, departments or is it coming from mm. examples?
1: I think from different sites and the different moments. I think it's not happening at the same time because how I used to work and what I discovered that maybe it, start, it started five years ago with the, you know, department, you know, design department. Like employees were saying like, ah, oh, we want to reduce waste or maybe we don't want to use this resource anymore. Hmm. Then you know, with the time, this you know, someone said this on a meeting. Then someone maybe say that this is true, but you know, nothing was happened. Then after some times, you know, maybe management were saying, "Oh, we have new uh, European European Union direct uh, directions. We need to change something." Couple Hmm. of meetings and then done. Um, this is right. quite often what was happening when I was talking with the company, meaning that they had some kind of first rays of, of light, let's put it that way, before, but they didn't put it all together. So that's why it's, it's really hard to say when and from which side. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that noise. <laughs> um, so it's really, hard, it's really hard to say from which, which side does it come from, I think from, from every department, different ident- uh, intensity and different timing. Um, but I would say from my experience, quite a lot uh, with people that actually doing and producing things at the company because they're the closest. They can touch, they can see, uh, especially if it is product, the product that is not sustainable, or the, mm. um, the people who are taking care of the customers, uh, they can, you know, close, they're they talking with customers and they hear like, oh, this is not working in your service. This is when you're going to do this service more sustainable. So they're getting this feedback and they feel like, oh, we don't like it, for example. Um, mm. So I would say, yeah, that would be my, my intake on that. Right.
0: And we've got one last question, just time for one more. Um, so. If for designers who are out there listening at the moment, who may be in, say, user experience roles or service design roles, and they're looking to get more into this space of sustainability, what advice Mm. do you give to them uh, in in order to be able to prepare themselves and align themselves to those opportunities in the future? Because I I can't see this subject Mm -hmm. and domain expertise going away, if anything, it's going to exponentially grow over the next number of years, especially as regulation increases from the governments to hit those mandates, how can designers better prepare themselves for those opportunities as they arise?
1: Mm. That's um, a good question, because I got that question a lot when I'm coaching uh, from people that they want to start their journey on sustainability. Obviously, there's so many courses, there's so many knowledge. And it's always good to, you know, to get, get some classes to start doing. But you know that I said before that I'm all about practice. The best way is to find if someone is already doing something on this topic in your uh, in your local environment. Um, it can be organization. It can be a nonprofit. It can be a design studio, whatever, or production even. Yeah.
0: hmm
1: and just go there and, and, and ask if you can if you can help or if you can do something, if you can be, you know, like a support, because that's the best way to start with sustainability is actually do it. You don't need to get all the courses. You don't need to get, you know, a PhD. I mean, it would be lovely to have a PhD, obviously. But before that, you can just really jump immediately to practice and be surrounded maybe with people who are already working with sustainability and, and be close to them. The best way is just really explore uh, this sphere and be active and observe sustainability in the practice. Um, I know I I'm, I'm, I'm keep saying this, the same two words all the time, but that's how I get to sustainability. That's how I get to design. I hmm. just went to the right people, right places, right time. And I was just there helping, working, uh, doing things. And then I get my own approach to, to this topic
0: okay excellent so if people want to reach out to you and get in touch and learn more about next agents and (laughs) change pilots and stuff i'll put links to those in the show notes um but how what's your preferred method for people to get in touch with you the
1: best way is linkedin to be
0: honest everyone says LinkedIn.
1: yes i'm I'm only
0: there for people to say myspace
1: ah back in the days i still remember this platform uh the best way is linkedin because if it's connected to to work uh Mm. to my creative part then this is the best way how how we can you know connect and we can exchange the ideas and you know collaborate because i'm all about collaboration because sustainability is based on on collaboration and ecosystem so um how can i work that's also another uh another uh, proposal for designers how to work with sustainability is all about networking exchange collaboration so that's a good start
0: awesome listen thank you so much for your time it was absolutely brilliant to speak with you i, I know you've taken time out of your day
1: thank you the same it was really uh wonderful to talk with you gary today
0: There you go, folks. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you enjoyed it and want to listen to more, why not visit thisishatecd.com where you can learn more about what we're up to and also explore our courses while you are there. Thanks again for listening.